All right, everyone. We're back. Partially. Partially. Because <laughs> we are the prodigals. The prodigals. Welcome to the prodigals podcast where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Uh huh. We discuss topics not normally <laughs> preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. What's going on? My name is Mark, and I am joined by the balance crew of one. Just <laughs> me. That's why only some of us are back. Uh, Arwen <laughs> is on daddy duties. Billy is at work and Jed is out with his family. Mm. So just the two of us. Yeah. So this week's episode, we will be talking about presumption or the idea of presumptive grace uh, in the Christian context. We will define what it is and why it's dangerous and just some other questions that surround this topic. This is another Table Talks episode. Table Talks. So what is the definition of presumption? Oh, we're jumping right into this, eh? Our context of the Christian faith. Yes, we are. Because yeah. <laughs> yes, it's are. getting late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so presumption. Um, so there's this theological concept, which isn't theological. It's a little bit more common than we think of. So the whole idea is, okay, let, let's, let's bring in this scenario. Okay. Yeah. Better yet. That's, that's probably a better way to do it. So uh, say I'm walking, uh, I'm going off to the store, right? I'm trying to find like new clothes and I really like these shoes, right? Nike, uh, some know, Jordans. Some jo- I, or, or if you go to the Philippines and, and they have like those whatever, I keep telling this story because it's awesome, right? Instead of, because you know, they have knockoff brands, right? Yeah. And some of them are just so blatant. Blatant. So you know you would have the you know the ones that try to look like whatever, and so you'll have Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis, <laughs> right? Or when it comes to shoes, you'll have like Nike, Adidas, you know, Puma, right? Which is oh. out there. So apparently there was this there's this one this is one sh- one store. You go in, right? You're looking for you're looking for the shoes, and you're looking at the Pumas, but they don't say Puma; they say Pamu. because yeah they're just you know they're not they're just unabashedly knockoffs right um so you go into the store you want to uh you want to get some new shoes i want to get some new shoes uh i really like these i can't afford it but nobody's around and i can take it and just walk out of the store because whoever's there they're just I don't know. Maybe they're not being good employees. They went to the back. There's no camera. I don't know to to catch you. It's the Philippines. The Philippines, right? (laughs) And you're a Christian, and you think, well, 
I need shoes. I like these shoes. I can't afford it. So I can either not buy it or I can steal it. Stealing is wrong, according to the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. But I know that God forgives. And here's this idea of presumption that you presume in that moment that if I steal these shoes, I'll be okay because God will forgive me for it. Yeah. And I can still keep the shoes. I just, you know, I just ask for forgiveness for that one, one time, one place sin. And so it's really when we're talking about presumption, we're talking about uh, presumptive grace. I think that's the right term for it. But we're talking yeah. about presumptive grace where you presume on the grace of God that he will give you grace when faced with a choice of sinning against him. Right? When you're faced mm -hmm. with a sin, you know you shouldn't do it. You know you, 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 uh, you, know you, you, you can do it. Uh, you can do it, but it is, it is a sin. And you do it anyways with, uh, with sort of the, um, the reasoning. Yeah. With the reasoning, the, the yeah, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, excuse? Yeah, excuse, reasoning. There's, there's another one. But yeah, that's basically it. With this notion that I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know I'm going to sin, but uh, you know, I'll be okay with God because he's just going to forgive me. He's just going to have to forgive me for it. No, not have to. He's just going to forgive me for it, right? You're already mm -hmm. presuming that he will. You're, yeah. already, you're already counting on him giving you grace. You're presuming it. It's a presumptive action, right? That's mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, that's the context in which we're talking about Christian faith. And and you know what? We I, <laughs> I think we all do it more than we, <laughs> we care to admit. Yeah, right? it's just there's it's just a fancy name. Mm -hmm. But really, what it's talking about is rationalize. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Rationalize. We rationalize God's grace that God loves me. That God's going to forgive me because there's a promise of it. And I hold my Bible promises. I hold it. I hold them. <laughs> I hold them. Preach uh, it. I and, preach God's grace. <laughs> and so I do it, knowing that full well that I will get the benefits of both the sin and the forgiveness. Question is, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um yeah so i think like there's a the deliberate sinning when it comes to presumptive grace yeah right presumptuous. Like, yeah. deliberate is the spot on word yeah um that's a pretty accurate definition um <laughs> yeah we should there's, we should do more like scenarios first to <laughs> instead of coming yeah. up with the I'm there's so also coming up with the yeah. textbook definition I guess like there's also like when I researched it, there's also other aspects Variants of the Christian of it, faith yeah. that other aspects of the Christian faith where, where you can be presumptuous on. Okay, go ahead. Cause, so, cause but then like, I guess we're just dealing with God's one. grace. Okay. Right? Um, there's other aspects like presuming God will heal someone just because you prayed for it or um, presuming that, you know, I think like that, you know, that phrase, name it and claim it and name it, proclaim it and claim it. I don't know what, uh, what 
Um, <laughs> what the rhyme is for that. Yeah, what the rhyme is or like naming, naming it, it. Pro- naming it, proclaiming it, proclaiming it, claiming it. Yeah, so um, I, I think that's also part of being presumptuous as a Christian. But, but less insidious. It's like, right, that has yeah, to do with yeah. your faith. It has right? to do with your faith. Uh, it's just like, hmm. Not, yeah, it's just like a wrong theological, uh, not, it doesn't work all the time, right? Um, Because it might not be part of God's will, whatever you want. Um, Refer to our other episode, I think episode (laughs) 33, where we talk about praying and beseeching obeying god um it might not be in his will but i think what we're talking about uh today is more on in line with god's grace and the idea of sinning and being forgiven by god so if god's grace is all sufficient all encompassing never ending always abounding (laughs) why is it why is presumption or presuming God's grace considered wrong? And why is it such a big no-no, at least within traditional settings? You know, the, okay, so I've got kids, right? And um, one, of the, one of the books that we have for them, we, you know, we bought it for, for firstborn and we still have it around, obviously, for for the other kids, um, is the giving tree. All right. Oh, All right. Yeah. Oh man. It's such, it's such, such a, a yeah. good and hard. Like for me, it's really heartbreaking because yeah, you have this kid, you know, and you have this, you know, sort of anthropomorphic tree. Like it's, it's assuming that the tree is, you know, alive and, and whatever that's, you know, we're yeah. not, we're not talking about pantheism here. Okay, that's not, we're not promoting pantheism here. We're talking but about it's, it's a ants. children's book, right? It's a children's book, right? So we're talking about the ants from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Man, this guy. <laughs> All right, so okay, let's go back. So there's this, there's this tree that's alive, right? Can't go nowhere, not like the ants from whatever, not like a tree herder. Can't believe you're going to make me geek out on odor. All right, so uh, there's... There's this tree, uh, and there's this this little boy. It starts off with this little boy, right? They 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 kind of bond because you know kids like to you know play outside. They they you know they make believe. They uh, they climb trees. They do whatever, and it follows sort of like the the a life of this kid in you know in, in a children's book. Right, so the first part of it is they're bonding, right? This this kid loves the tree, and the tree loves the kid back, right? Yeah. And so you know, when the kid grows up, he's like, "Well, I I want to go to this place, but I don't have any money." He's like, "Oh, well, take." And the tree's like, "Oh, you can you can take all my apples and sell it, and then you can go off, uh, and go do whatever, and you will be happy." Right, and that's that's sort of like the theme of the of the trees, like take from me. You can do this. You can sell it. You can use it, and you'll be happy. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And 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 so the kid will will you know, which turns into an, a teenager, turns into an adult, which turns to an, uh, 
middle-aged, which turns to an old man. And every single time that this tr- that this kid goes away, takes a, takes you know what the tree offers, goes away for a long time, then comes back only when he needs. Right, uh, comes yeah. back only when he needs, and he, and the tree's like, oh hey, you can you know you cut down like you want to go off to this one place, or you you need to build a house for your wife. Awesome, you cut down my cut down my branches. You can build yourself a house, and then you'll be happy. Right mm-hmm. or hey, you want to? You're you're old. You you want to? You know you want to sail off to to a new land because you know your your life here has 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 fallen apart. Cut down my trunk, right? Build a boat and then you'll be happy. And all this mm-hmm. while, this you know this this kid, you know he comes comes back and you could just feel the love of this tree towards you know this one individual, right? Um, and that that shines out a lot, but what also shines out a lot is that you know what's what's kind of underlining is that this kid only really comes back when he's in need, mm-hmm. right? And he it's almost like he assumes like he knows that because the because the tree loves him, he'll give him something. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't. And there's this there's this uneasiness that sits with me every time I read it, like. You're taking advantage of the love of this tree. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're talking about the presumptive grace of God, in, in that context, you're taking advantage of somebody's love. And I think if we're, you know, I think it's easy for any of us to agree that if we love somebody, we don't want to be taken advantage of. Like it's 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 a disrespect. It's it's an insult. It it hurts. You know, it hurts us um, deep inside when we love somebody, but they don't love us to the same degree back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they you only, and they're only there to kind of use you for whatever they can give you, or whatever yeah. you can give them. I should say. Yeah. And that's why, I, uh, and that's why I, I think it's it's an easy answer for all of us to say, yeah, it is wrong because you're you're taking advantage of somebody. You know, they're taking advantage of something as pure as love, mm-hmm. as something as good as love, right? And you taint yeah. it, right, with your selfishness. And you taint it with your, you know, with, um, you know, your, your desire to, to just be for you, right? For your mm-hmm. own gain, not even, maybe not even thinking about the other person. You can rationalize, maybe in certain scenarios. Yeah, I'm doing it for us. You know, I don't, I don't want to come up with any kind of scenario for that. But I, I think we all can, you know, see it, see a scenario like that. But in the end, it's really just about you, or yeah. really just about me and my mm-hmm. selfish desire to want to do something. And so I will take advantage of your goodness. Take advantage of your goodwill towards me, your good feelings towards me. You know, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, I leverage the relationship between us so that I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and you do damage to it to that relationship. I would say, right? Yeah. Uh, and so for me, that's that's probably the 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 hardest part of that if you're on the on the receiving end you know if you're god 
you know, somebody's going to be taking advantage of your goodness and your love and all these sacrifices or the, or the, or the, the hurt that you go through in order to ensure this one person, you know, is, is healthy and happy and safe, you know, to whatever degree that you can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like they don't appreciate, not, they definitely don't appreciate it, but it's almost like they're throwing it in your face saying, it's not good enough. It's garbage towards me. Mm, yeah. You know, I'm just going to use you for that. You can keep your love. I just yeah. need you. I just need, I just need to not go to hell. Mm. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's the insidious part of it yeah. for me. Well, that's why I think it's wrong. Mm. If you've got another, if you've got another, another take on it yeah man uh, go ahead uh in line with, with with what you're saying it's like really looking out for myself right and my selfish reasons of doing things um instead of what god wants in my life um but to add to that god's forgiveness is only possible because of one event which is Christ's death and resurrection. Sure. Right? Um, uh, God's forgiveness in the Old Testament was possible because Christ was going to die, uh, and they looked forward to that, and they sacrificed yes. a lot of animals uh, as a symbol of Christ's death. And so in the Old Testament, Christ's, uh, God's forgiveness was made possible because of Christ's future death and resurrection. In the New Testament and in today's context, God's forgiveness is made possible by the same thing uh, because we look back at Christ's death and forgiveness. Well, if you are deliberately sinning because of that, it really shows. I mean, not you, it's just me too. If I am <laughs> you, sinning, the listener, you, the listener, are <laughs> sinful. <laughs> Uh, if I am living my life and just doing whatever the heck I want and with the, you know, presumption that God is just going to forgive me, I think that shows the spirit of belittlement towards what Jesus went through. So it just shows and reveals my heart of where I am in my faith and how little I think of Jesus when it comes to sin and yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. And that's why I think it's a no-no or it's really, 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 really wrong. It's because you're not taking Jesus's death and resurrection seriously. And if you look at Jesus's hours just before he died he wanted to get out of that situation yeah. he want he pleaded god let this not come upon me um, if it's possible let this cup pass from me but you know if it's your will i'll do it he was so stressed that night he sweat blood and then he died on the cross he was humiliated he bore on he bore everyone's sins on his shoulder and which was the very thing that killed him not really the physical stuff uh, but the 
heaviness of everyone's sin on his shoulders. Um, just his last few days was filled with agony. And for me to just belittle that and say, oh, God can forgive me. I can steal these shoes. That really shows that I haven't fully accepted or fully appreciated what Christ did for me on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how different would we look? I mean, the prodigal son doesn't get a good rap anyways. But how much worse? Yeah. How much worse would it be when he's there in that pig pen, right? Or after he's just like, you know, after he's spent all of his money, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and say to himself, "Well, my bank account's pretty much gone. I'll just go back to my father, so I can, you know, because he's going to take me back anyways." Yeah. How bad would it look then? And and we all give, and we all give, and we all kind of. You know, poo-poo the older brother when he when he kind of gets you know up and all, all up in his feelings and stuff. <laughs> all up in his cattle? feelings, yeah. And we when we harp on him, but how? I mean, but I think in that scenario, in that scenario, we would you know we would very much be aligned to his sort of camp. Just like, well, look at this guy that came back. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, for me, I mean. It, that brings up this interest, interesting sort of like thing because for us, we, you know, the question is, why is it deemed wrong? Because it's, it doesn't sit well with the rest of us humans. If it's right? done to us? Well, I mean, just in general, whether it's to God or whether it's uh, definitely if it's done to somebody else, right? Yeah. If like a little kid is like taking advantage of, of like their parents' love and stuff, that doesn't sit well with me. I can't imagine yeah. that it would sit well with a lot of people either, right? Uh, and uh, so when we see somebody sort of like taking advantage, taking advantage of God's, of God's grace, you know, uh, is it how is it wrong for us? Because for us, it's it's wrong. Like, uh, how do I put this? Like, because when you look through the Bible, God is patient towards. You know the things of his people. When you get start to get to when you start to go through uh, to the major prophets and the minor prophets, yeah. when the children of Israel starts to go away from God and they start to like, you know, go after other other idols, other you know false gods, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously he gets upset and he does things to try to bring them back, but he's still patient with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't imagine. I mean, and this is over you know decades. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Like you said, his grace is all sufficient. His his patience is you know his long he's long suffering for all of us. I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but like you know, it's almost like there's this thing it, like it sits w- worse with us than it does with God, right? Yeah, obviously it's going to suck for God, but like that tree, you know, in in the giving tree, there's that love that that that's just there and that that kind of you know, is overpowering to the point where, okay, here, let me give you this because I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that God, you know, yeah, obviously there's going to be times where, 
you know, he's going to get, he's going to get fed up and he just said, and he'll just say, yeah, you've been whoring after other, these all other false gods, you know, you really don't mm -hmm. take me seriously. You don't, you know, you don't appreciate what I've, what I've done for you. Yeah. All right. Obviously, I mean, yeah, there are, there are definitely points in, in the scriptures where he's that way. So understandably, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, do and i guess do we as humans do we make it or i mean do we deem it worse than what god would deem it say that again so let, okay let me put it this way is it that a big deal to god or are we just making it just you know just the thing that you, you know are we making it bigger than it should be no i think it's a big deal to god um, I forgot which text it is, but there's a text, there's a verse in the Old Testament. I think it's in Deuteronomy where he, where he, um, warns his people of being presumptuous or mm -hmm. like warns against presumptuous sin. Yes. Um, and even David in Psalms 19.13, uh, he prays, Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. May they not rule over me. They Then I will be upright and innocent from great transgression. Sure. Um, but there is this one text that I found, which I forgot, forget what it is. Um, but it deals with God warning Israel because of their presumptuousness. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, it's almost like all you have to do is just find. like, yeah, you do the sin, but all you have to do is just come bring an animal to sacrifice. Yeah. Um, um, and let's go back while you're trying to look for that. Let's, let me just say that, you know, if, if you, the listener are wondering, you know, is there a difference between what before Jesus came and the whole slaughtering of animals as like, as a payment for your sin, is that presumptive Is that presumptive? of grace presuming on god's grace that they will forgive you as an israelite no it is not the same thing it is the answer to the question how did god forgive people before jesus christ came right mm -hmm. it's you know the sacrificing of a lamb or you know yeah the sacrificing of a lamb is god's way of saying well if they had lived after jesus had died they would have followed me because this is what you know this is what they've done right it's symbolic of what of what jesus has done and so therefore they would have right god is able to take that extrapolate you know a person's heart within that scenario and fast forward that and say okay that person had they been living towards you know past jesus's time you know they would have accepted they would have accepted the sacrifice of jesus because of that so mm -hmm. when people ask you, well, you know, what did, you know, what did Christians do or what did Jewish Jews do before, you know, Christ came? How did God forgive them? That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the mechanism that God put in place so that he can answer truthfully to other people. I forgive them because, you know, because they were looking forward to Jesus Christ, even though they didn't know exactly how it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same thing. Uh, it's not presumptive grace when they had sacrificed, as an Israelite, they had sacrificed a lamb to pay for their own sin. Yeah, 
And like, it's interesting that there is no sacrifice for sin that is done premeditatedly. Yeah. Um, if you look at Leviticus, um, no, like the numbers, the sacrifices that are listed there, um, there is a sacrifice for unintentional sin. Yep. But there's no sacrifice for. Is there a sacrifice for intentional? I remember thinking that and that following me. I could be wrong. Um, but here's here's the verse that I was searching for. Uh, so it's in Numbers 15, 30 to 36. Um, and it says, But the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native-born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off. His guilt shall be upon him. So I think that speaks to God's hatred mm. for taking his grace. Well, just um, in, in general. Yeah. I think there I think that bleeds over, right? Because mm. it's almost like you're sinning and you want to sin. Uh because if we if we extrapolate, you know, what sin is, it's you know, it's a rebellion, it's a rebellious act against God. Right. So you're going against you're going against God, you know, intentionally. It's almost like uh, you know, if you're a kid, if you're a child and your and your parents tell you not to do something and you smile at them because you know that you're trying to tell them, I'm gonna do it anyway, and there's nothing you can do. Like, I'm just gonna do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh you know, that's kinda like that is, I mean, and it won't sit well with the parent. That's kind of like what it is. <laughs> I would think that with God, it's just like, okay, I'm telling you not to do it, but you're going to do it anyways. Really? Really? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only that, it's because, and, and it's not only that, you're, you're doing it because you're doing it because in the end, you know, I'm still going to, you know, you, you, I'm still going to take care of you. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to feed you and provide for you. Mm. Right. And clean up your mess. Yeah. That doesn't sit well with anybody, I, I would think. Mm -hmm. Anybody except for the kid. <laughs> and that's yeah. it, right? It, it, that's, that's, the, that's the blindness that sin does to us. Mm -hmm. Right. It makes us it makes us blind to other people's feelings and other people's sort of like, you know, uh, the respect that we have for other people. That all goes away uh, when sin takes a hold of us because mm -hmm. we want what we want when we want it. And we'll just do it because that's what we you know, it'll it'll satisfy our selfish desires. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what else everybody else thinks. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think there is a sacrifice for intentional sins. Um, also, even like the lar like the biggest day in Hebrew culture, which is the Day of Atonement, day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Um, Yom Kippur is like the priest, the high priest goes into the most holy place. 
and serves as an intermediate for the people. Um, but he only makes sacrifice for sins committed in ignorance. Yep. So unintentional. I think like from all the verses that I've read, there is no actual sacrifice for intentional sin. Uh, because I think that shows that just shows like a level of open rebellion against God. And the punishment for it in the Old Testament is that whoever commits such intentional sin um, gets cut off from the nation of Israel. So I think. So what does that mean? We're all screwed. <laughs> We're all screwed. Because we all did it. We've all we've all done it. We've all um, done it. We've all, you know, God sin has gotten a hold of us because we let it at some point. Yeah, and we just did it. Mm-hmm. So, so sorry. is there still forgiveness? I think there is. I mean, it's we're not even that... talking about presumptive presumptive grace at this point. Yeah, right. It's just, it's kind of just implied with something that you do you know intentionally like mm-hmm. you know you know it's a sin to steal these sneakers even though they're like knockoffs right <laughs> 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 it, it just makes it easier because they're knockoffs and they're doing it yeah and sometimes we rationalize it it's like yeah yeah you shouldn't even the- buy knockoffs <laughs> Yeah, right? it's like yeah they're they're stealing from the original guys i'm just gonna steal from that like it's, it's okay and we rationalize an eye for an eye <laughs> and I'm, for, i'm just gonna confiscate this in the name of jesus like it's just it's this is their punishment <laughs> i am god's messenger <laughs> hear the word of the lord <laughs> so like so, I've lost my train of thought. Okay, so yeah, we um, we're not even talking about that. We're just it's just like the open rebellion of doing something intentionally. We're not even talking about the added letter, le- uh, the added level of saying, "Yes, I'm doing this intentionally, and and I'm going to take advantage of God's grace, knowing that He's full well that when I ask for forgiveness, He is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins." Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, because now you're double dipping. You're it's the proverbial, 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 proverbial man. Proverbial, proverbial. It's really late, people. <laughs> it's really proverbial, late. having your cake and eat it too. Mm. And that's it, right? You're trying to have it both ways. I think that's a really serious thing um, for God being taken advantage of. I think. Like there were, there are definitely examples in the Bible where people presumed God's grace and it did not end well for them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely David yeah. with Bathsheba. Um, if you don't know the story, he took another man's wife while that man was in battle and he got that man killed. Because so, he didn't want to get caught, that he impregnated his wife, and then there were con- there was severe consequences that you know went with that. Um, David lost his son, uh, the child that was child? conceived while yeah. they were in an affair. Um, so that did not end well with David. Um, there was Ananias and Sapphira, 
Well, not only that, going back to David, like, like we, we kind of say, yeah, he lost. That's the kind of the immediate sort of repercussion of, of the whole Bathsheba killing off Uriah thing. Mm-hmm. But that, many scholars will say that that action followed him to his late, later in life when he was dealing with his own kids. Mm. Right. With Absalom. Yeah, with just everybody. Like, you, it All just, his it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a lot of, I mean, it affected his relationship. So it, it's not just relegated to he lost his son, which he was really broken up about. Let's not, mm-hmm. let's not gloss over that part. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that part, like, it, it was still, like, losing, losing the child, that was still very hard for him. Uh, but, you know, that followed him. That, you know, that, that moment in time, the ramifications that followed him later on with his children and how he, you know, whatever, with his relationships with them. So that's not just that only only just that one instance. But yeah, you were saying Ananias and Sapphira is probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Easier ones to uh, yeah. So they sold their land pretending that they gave everything to God or to the church community that belonged to, but they didn't. They were very um, deceiving with it and dishonest. And in the end, they both died. So um, it's, I don't think that's as severe for the most, for most of us. Yeah, I'm um, going to drop off dead because somebody says, you lied. I steal. I'm going to steal this Pamu. <laughs> this Pamu. The person that tried to steal it before, they died. And the young people that brought them out, they're coming for your body too. That's such a boss thing to say that Peter said. Like, I know it's bad, but like such a boss thing for him to say. <laughs> oh, Peter. But yeah, um, it might not be, I think, it might not be as severe as you know dying physically but it does really damage our relationship with god um spiritually so the consequences are there spiritually there might be some physical um consequences but definitely like your your relationship with god will be severely damaged yeah but to go back to like the first thing like so what does that mean for us yeah, jokingly, we're all screwed, but you know, at the same time, we're not because, like we said, God's grace is all sufficient. The thing mm-hmm. is, that presumptive grace, right? That probably counts as a sin. You need to repent of that first before you get over to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's sort of it, right? Yeah. So there is a way back home. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. God's grace is still strong. He's still willing, um, you know, that verse, no one is far away from God that he cannot, you know, reach them yeah. Yeah. or that he can yeah. have, you know, your, Absolutely. Yeah. your that sin is... cannot be as great as God's grace, but yes, you must re- like, it really depends on your heart, right? Yeah. When you ask for forgiveness, it needs to be genuine and it needs well, yeah, I mean, to be repentant. Yes, true, you know, true repentance. You know, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying, presumptive grace is not the unforgivable sin. No. Right? No. Maybe we'll talk about that some other podcast. But yeah, it is not Stay the unforgivable sin. <laughs> it is not the unforgivable sin. But it is serious. It's probably one of the more serious ones, mainly because, you know, 
all the other times, like it pretty much nullifies, you know, God's grace for you. Cause mm-hmm. you're not, you're not taking it seriously right mm-hmm. now. Right. You're not really wanting it. It's not something that you truly accept and put your, and as one preacher put it, it's, you're not putting your weight upon it. Faith is more than just, you know, having this intellectual assent to it, this intellectual sort of agreement. You've got to put your weight on it. So yeah, if you're going, to, uh, there is a way back from presumptive grace, you know, but you've got, that's the one you have to repent of first because it is pretty serious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in light of everything that we've said, what are some ways we can avoid being presumptuous? Um, can I first say that it is very easy to fall in the trap of being presumptu- presumptuous in towards God's grace, particular, particularly when you've grown when you've grown up in the church, mm. right? When you know a lot of stuff, yeah, right, and it's just sort of like you know that's the thing for you. You know, it's just part of your culture. It's part of your upbringing, right? But it's not something that you've, like, you've totally grasped as your own, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to fall into that, you know, particularly when you put a lot of emphasis on the knowledge that you have of God, and, you know, your the- theology and, and your Bible verses and, and all of that goodness. You can use that as a basis for your presumptive presumption, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you know, there are some, some hacks and some loopholes and you can do some things. That's the part. I mean, that's the part of being presumptuous is that, you know, you know um, how to get away with things and come out in the end. Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's the part of it. That's now I am not, (laughs) that's not to say be dumb towards, be dumb towards you know biblical principles don't study your bible right don't read every day that is not what i'm saying don't be Be knowledgeable be in ignorance ignorance is bliss because then you won't be ignorance can still be can still be forgiven (laughs) just go through yom kippur man forgiven no um (laughs) yeah we're not saying that like you you paul always encourages people to grow in his letters to the churches that he wrote to right um he's always telling them look you gotta grow up you gotta grow up stop dwelling on these elementary subjects you need to grow up into other more advanced knowledge so we're not saying don't be knowledgeable about biblical principles in fact kind of go the other way in the sense that shift your idea like it's good to know theology okay it's good to know the principles of the bible it's good to know scripture it's good it's good to know you know those favorite memory verses that we've got that we get taught uh, in in sunday school or sabbath school or whatever that you've got right uh you know apologetics all of that is good uh, but I would encourage us to also understand and look at those verses where God is pleading for his children to come back home, mm. right? And to understand sort of like the hurt that he feels yeah. when 
you know, when his children go away, right? Mm -hmm. All we see sometimes is just the anger. And, you know, it's, you know, as parents, it's easy to like kind of be that way too, right? There are times we just interact with our kids during a day only when they've done something wrong and it's just anger. Mm, so, yeah. you know, it, it's easier to see that with God. It's easy to, to, to see, oh, it's just, it's, he's just about love. He's all about love. He's all about grace. He's all about peace. He's all about all this. He's, just, he's all about feeling good, mm. right? It's easy to focus on that because it's, it's a nice thought, right? In this messed up world, we kind of need all that positivity that we can get. Mm. However, having said that, right, that might, I'm not saying it will, it might lead to you just being presumptuous. Oh, God's good. He's God. He's like, whatever. And as long as he's not angry at me, he'll forgive me. So you know, take some time to remind yourself or look at the verses or look at the passages where God is feeling, you know, where he does. You know, he's begging mm -hmm. these kids to come yeah. back home. Yeah. Right. Uh, minor you know, prophets. Minor prophets. Or even just, I mean, and, and even just look at, uh, look at a deeper look at the prodigal son and the father how he just he stares out the window waiting for his son to come mm -hmm. home yeah and so yeah. Uh, that would probably be one of the first things that i would say that we can try to stop like we can avoid being presumptuous mm -hmm. right um i don't know what do you got watch the passion of the christ <laughs> <laughs> um but to be more like in a more serious sense i think just just see and meditate what Christ went through. Yeah. Um, in order, even just like getting there, getting to the hill uh, where he died, getting to the cross, it was such a painful yeah. uh, experience for him. And like just the torture that he lived through, humiliation not even mentioning the stress like from you know anticipating the pain of what he's about to go through not just physical but spiritual um to just see that and to see you know the pain that god even the father like had in that moment um where he couldn't even be with jesus because of just the the separation that sin made um, between him and Jesus. I think that was very painful for Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. View that seriously. And I think um, Jenna, my wife, gave me something that is really helpful in my faith. So whenever, um, whenever you think about deliberately sinning or of doing something that's not pleasing to God, just look at Jesus hanging on the cross. Just imagine Jesus hanging on the cross. And I think that's like a big deterrent for me personally, mm. because man, I like I don't ever want to see Jesus in that cross again. Like even you know, I watched I watched the Passion of the Christ before I came to believe before i had my own faith journey and it was okay yeah i teared up a bit but it wasn't too grueling to watch but when i started 
you know, taking my faith seriously. And, you know, Jesus took me in and uh, gave me this whole conversion thing. And when I started to grow and take my relationship with Jesus seriously, like I can't even watch that movie without coming to tears because of just the pain that he had gone through. And, you know, like that movie receives a lot of backlash because, oh, it's all physical. It doesn't show like the spiritual aspect of it. But if that was just physical, that was so hard for Jesus to go through. Imagine the f- spiritual aspect. Yeah. Like the spiritual sure. side of it. That's even more infinitely worse. So I think like when I say pa- watch the Passion of the Christ, I was half joking, but seriously, you need to because to just fully appreciate the pain that Jesus went through. And I think that um, that has worked for me personally to view Jesus on the cross every time there's this thought of you know, sinning deliberately or, you know, for example, going on a porn site. When I think about Jesus on the cross, I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to click that. Personally, that helped me. Mm. Um, the giving tree uh, might be something that's easy for parents to do, even if you don't have parents. Just, I mean, if, even if you don't have parents, even if you don't have kids, right? Mm. Um, you know, it, it's a more, it's a more sort of, like, I mean, it, it gives sort of like this, this more um today's version i don't know how to put it but you know a, a, a step away from the bible if that part is if that if that if that aspect of your life is sort of like on that side but you have your own life you know something that will hit a little bit closer um that that you can relate to maybe a little bit more all right the giving tree giving tree at least for me that i mean that 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 book i love and yet it still doesn't sit well with me um, mm-hmm. how one takes advantage of the other. Um, hang around kids, man, because they kind of do it all the time. <laughs> and you find yourself just like, ah. So maybe that's, I mean, Stop maybe that'll... Taking maybe, advantage of me. <laughs> maybe that'll, yeah. It's like, and it's not, and maybe, you know, because they kind of think in that terms as well. It's like a give and take. There's a quid pro quo. Like, no, do this for me. Like, if you do this for me, I'll be your best friend or I'll give you candy. Like, you know, there's, but you'll see that there is, you know, they, you know, they'll try to take advantage of either their parents or somebody else. And maybe that may not sit well with you. Then try to extrapolate that and put that towards, put that towards God. I'm just spitballing here, but yeah, maybe try something a little bit. Yeah. If that, if the, um, if the Bible passages don't seem to, you know, do it for you too much and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But also, I mean, but don't forget to ask for the Holy Spirit to help you say, take the gravity in of those Bible passages um, as well, because they're powerful. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What, uh, what other ways can we stop? Can we avoid being presumptuous? Because presumption, I mean, it still works on this idea that, you know, it still is powered by our selfishness. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, the root of the problem for that is, you know, take care of your selfishness, but that's just sin in general. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So however you, deal, however you deal with that, 
you'll probably knock off presumptuous too. Not to say that you're going to do it all the time. You're going to win. Not to say that you're going to win all the time, I should say. Uh, Yeah. Right. Um, But understand that when you don't win, uh, there is a price to pay. You're just not paying it. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think like having a morning devotional, okay, like a consistent devotional is important Mm -hmm. because. And not just reading and then forgetting it, right? Um, have a morning devotional. Write some, write some notes. Memorize the verse, and then keep that in mind for the whole day. I think, like having a morning morning devotional helps me um, with the tone of the rest of the day, like how I am spiritually the rest of the day. So if I do it in the morning, and then I meditate on it and take notes and do, you know, keep it in mind the whole day. Then, you know, that helps me with my um, walk with God during that day. But if I just like, even if I do it, if I read the devotional, but then like I just close the devotional book or I just close the Bible and then not even think about it. That's also not helpful. So just have a consistent devotional life and also just keep just meditate on the scripture of that day and i think that can help remind you not remind yourself but like catch yourself when you're about to do that just remember also that you know there's a way back from presumptuous grace it's not it's not a good look it's not a good thing uh it's a fast slope once you go down that road right? Oh, presuming grace. It's a fast and slippery slope once you go down, but there's still a way back, right? Yeah. Jesus still loves you. His grace is still still sufficient. Sufficient. His grace abounds. Right. But you've got, but you've got to repent of that sin. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you've got to repent of all of them, but that one particularly because it can go sideways really quick, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you if you use that, right, particularly on a regular basis. So, mm. yeah, yeah, true. I think it's a good way to end the episode. Um, if you have nothing else to add, nope, I'm good. I think I have good. nothing else to add, and. It's late now, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, we want to encourage everyone to study this even deeper. Um, take your Bible, open it, go on Google, search presumptuous sins or presumptive grace and study these things with the help of the Holy Spirit and hope that, and we hope that God motivates you and convicts you um, with your personal life. And um, we definitely want you to be encouraged to talk about this with others. Um, And so send us what you think, give us a shout out. Uh, We thank you for joining us in this episode. We hope that you are blessed with our discussion Um, in regards to our episodes. We are here every Wednesday, so be on the lookout 
Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the handle at the Prodigals Pod. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe and follow us so that you are always up to date with our episodes. If you could do so kindly, um, please, please, <laughs> Pretty please leave us a rating and review. That way we are able to reach more people out there in the world. And that's all we have for you in this episode. We hope that you stay blessed and you stay faithful. And join us next week for another episode of Alan Sing That Song. (laughs) Why?